Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's who we are. The best on the planet. Unbelievable. I love that. It's what I love. First of all, before we, we go on to Murrow, we'll just want to say about Greg Taylor, mate. That's why the boys call him Oxo, because he's absolutely different gravy. have just come straight away from the Green Brigade. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> with a meeting at half six, Yes, good evening, how are we? It's JP from the Celtic Unrestricted View, and tonight I'm on with Jason and Ada, or as other people might call him, Wee Wido, for the TikTok. Um, how are we, lads? I hope you are well. Come to you first, Jason. Uh, I've seen your big smiling face for a wee while, mate, so I hope you're well, and I hope your week's been good so far, and your weekend was good past. Aye, I'm all good, mate. It was my, my birthday on Sunday there, so that's me, a, a young 32, so... Aye, just a quiet one, mate, really. That seems like a distant memory away from me, mate. I've had a hard paper down to that, man. You're fucking all up, pal. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> 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 just started, man. Right away. He's like, oh, pal. Hey, how are we, mate? Same to yourself. I hope you've been well. I hope your week's 
Hectic, mate. Had the rain this weekend in that, man. So stressed out my nut. Back to work, stressed out my nut. So, 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 so happening. Stressed out, stressed out, and stressed out. Is that the way your weeks went so far? Yeah, mate. Uh-huh. Aye, aye, I don't believe I've been seeing TikTok that happy go lucky boy, man. I'm a riot. <laughs> aye, but I've been in the before, mate. Let me tell you. Um, well, lads, what brings us on tonight is you've just seen the banner there now. Is a Mr. Ange Postacoglu. We've a wee chat about his journey and what brought him to paradise. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, though. Obviously, if you think he what brought him to paradise in the first place was half a back, he was getting supposedly getting a new manager and Eddie Howe, and then obviously Eddie um, Eddie decided it wasn't for him, and he he moved on to Pastures New and eventually took a Newcastle job. But Eddie obviously had a a, a problem coming without his coaching team. Um, and then obviously this man, who at the time was over in Japan, and probably 90% of our fans probably hadn't had a clue who he was. Um, if you're a football man, you probably knew him, but you didn't know him, if that makes sense. Um, you probably came across him, especially with Australia, the World Cup, etc. I'll come to you with this one first, Jace. Um What was your initial thoughts of the man himself and... Aye, obviously after back about we had just faced the season before. Were you panicking, or were you were you quite calm? Because obviously once we were linked to him, myself and Ryan and a few others, uh, you go and start trying to find out as much as you can about him, and you very quickly on you, you see that he's no average, and he's certainly no novice to to take over um, to take over clubs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your overall thoughts here, mate, in terms of Ange? I think my first initial when we get appointed, I was sort of like, who is, who, who is this guy? Um, and then done a bit of research and realised that he had been very successful at every other club he'd been at. You know, he'd won the Asian Cup with Australia. He'd sort of changed the face of Australian football and He'd, he'd won the league in Japan and with Brisbane Road as well. So, but I think obviously there was that element of like, is he going to cut the mustard here? It's a big jump for being out for, for doing it in sort of in, in Asia to come over here, especially with Europe. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we had to trust the process because it couldn't have got any worse than what it was the year before. So I'd always oh, said when I I'd always said, I'd always said that when Ange came in, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it. I any trophies in the league title. I was sort of happy to wait and went right that season off and maybe we would win the league this year. Um but I think we've seen sort of quite early on but what he was trying to do, but I would say I was I was very I was nervous, I especially the first, the very, very first appointment, because as I say, I didn't. I, first and foremost, I was at that. I can't pronounce my, my, my team's manager's name for a start. I think it was you, JP, you were like that. Postacoglu, and I was pure right, okay. Um, then I, but you know, 
I think we were open. I think the, the nerves were mere because of what had happened the year before. We did, and we had the new, we had the new CEO was in. We didn't know much about him, so it was uh-huh. we were sort of in limbo with it. But I think my new it's obviously the right thing. But at first, it was a bit sceptical. I think that was a general overall feeling, wasn't it? It was, it was a kind of, it was a, a sense of panic for us all. I think because. Obviously, the, the team came for turmoil. Uh, just as Jason mentioned there, Ada, the team had came for turmoil the season before. Obviously, the less says about it, the better, probably. Um, but one man for the podcast loves bringing it up every now and again, and that's Wee Ryan. He loves, Wee Rydal loves bringing it up every time he gets a job opportunity. He tells you he doesn't, he? But he, he, does, he, he throws it into Go back and look at some of the episodes. He throws it into as many episodes as he can. I don't know if it's a personal hobby he has or no, but have you heard about what he said about Greg Taylor when we first began? Remember that, oh, JP? Aye, aye definitely. Aye. He's, he's, uh, he's still got crumbs attached to one of his hoodies, actually, <laughs> for all that, all that humble pie <laughs> for that one as well. But um, no, in terms of Angela, um what was your overall? Because... Let's face it, mate, we all thought we were getting Eddie Howe. So Aye. that that was a kind of general feeling. So what was your overall Aye, I, feeling I, of him coming? I remember it quite vividly because look, it's I, I didn't really I was on the, the fence about Eddie Howe anyway. I was one of these ones who was going, Oh right, he done well with Bournemouth, but for a while before that he never done really well. And then when he got into premiership, it kinda of went to me, but I was like, I don't really want him. And then the way he was taking his time and then when that went by the wayside, and then this Ange Poster Coglu, and I think everybody was the same, man. Wikipedia must have crashed that night with 60,000 Celtic fans. <laughs> you know, trying to find out who this guy was. And I think it was, a, I think everybody initially going, oh, it's the guy who got the soccer out the World Cup, and Jesus Christ, I didn't know that, but at least we know they done that, we know how successful the soccer is were at that World Cup. Um, So he's obviously got something, when you start looking at his history, he's, as Jason says, um, won the league with Brisbane Roar, um, done well with, with Melbourne as well, went to, went to Japan, won the league for the first time for them, and I think it was something like 16 years or something, 13 years. Um, so he wasn't, he wasn't new to the game, he, he was quite an old head, just wasn't a European football, and then, but I'm, I'm different to Jason, I was, I wasn't one of these ones who was willing to wait a season. I was wanting whoever was coming into Celtic to win the league that year. Mm-hmm. I, 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 can't, I can't handle losing the league, man. I couldn't go through that again. And I think when that comes in as naming an unknown, not an unknown, but unknown to us, you're going, right, what the hell are we doing here? It's, we've got a league to win. We've got a, a massive rebuilding. Does he know European players? Does he know? Turns out Disney Mark knows European players because Look what he's written and done with the he's brought into the, the Asian market. He's, he's absolutely smashed it, man. But uh, I was, I'd say for his first interview he'd done with Celtic, and I remember it, he was, um, he was, he was in a hotel because it was obviously it was during COVID, and he'd done an interview, and I remember just listening to him going, that, this guy sounds special, man. And he's just, mm. I've written about him, he just carries himself so well, and that's when I kind of go that wee bit excited, like, I'm really backing this guy. Yeah. And you could No, on you go, on you go if you've only finished. No, sorry, and then I think you look at his when you look at his first six games, he's lost his first three away games to 
I might be wrong here. Hearts, that other mob. And was it Livy? I'm sure it was the first three, three away games we played. Aye. And it was a them, man. And then that's again a bit shaky here. What's going on? But still, with that, he did two six 0 wins in a row, and there was a two or a three 0 thrown in there somewhere. So, that, but three three defeats and a draw in the first seven games. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got a wee bit shaky. Going, this this is going to be horrid this year. And then for that for that draw, there was no looking back. Yeah. Just as Ada mentions there, just before we go any further, in fact, I've got a wee comment in for Johnny six Johnny Boy sixty seven. He says, Hail Hail Troops. Um thanks Johnny Boy. Cheers for tuning in, mate. Thank you. Um another wee comment from uh, must be one of yours, fan club Ada. Um Ada better make his work tomorrow from Franz <laughs> Leon Sloops or Schultz, whoever that is. Um I don't know if you know that person, Ada, but <laughs> Um, well, definitely. I, think I, I, I think I might know who it is to be fair but... right okay, okay. Um, <laughs> obviously he's, obviously he's probably, keeping his identity to himself um, I, probably but, I probably won't make it I've got a habit of taking days off so we'll see how it goes <laughs> um, but um, and I don't know if he, he backs us up saying hello from Stobo oh there we go then I didn't know who it is I knew who that's who it was anyway right okay um, tell me, tell me, sister, I was asking for her. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and keep it a clean show tonight, right? I don't want to end up getting done that, funding that plug <laughs> again. Um, Enough for me, come on. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, no, just as Ada was saying there, uh, Jason, um, I think early doors he came in and he got hurt right away with Champions League qualifiers up against Midland. It didn't go too well for him. He lost off his team and right away he was going to have to rebuild a team. But if you go and look at what he'd done previously, that's what he was around for then with other clubs that he'd been with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, teams like Melbourne, Brisbane, Yokohama, Marinus, um, he, built, he rebuilt all his squads when they were on desperate need of a rebuild. So, and that, eh, Panache, Panachica, or whatever they're called for Greece. Panachica. Um, they, they were the same. They were the same. He put them sort of on a map as well uh, back in 2008. So, as I say, he was, he was well renowned for rebuilding his squads. Um, but I think what Ada was saying, obviously, he's lost his first three games out of six. Or three, he lost three, three away games out of, like, out of the first six games. And uh, there was, a, there was a, a, a sense of panic among our fans. I mean, guys that I, I know go to Celtic Park, etc., they were not too sure. A bit like Ada, weren't they too sure about what's going on? They're the same. You know, Celtic are synonymous with winning, synonymous with winning silverware. It's too big a club not to go two seasons without winning anything. And I think a lot of fans were starting to panic at the very beginning. Um, what was your thoughts then, mate, when, when the results were coming in and, you know, things maybe weren't looking great? And bearing in mind, his whole, I mean, he'd lost what, Scott Brown, Christopher Ayer, Odson Edward, Ryan Christie. They're four of his big hitters straight away. El, El Yanusi, I know. 
Well, yeah, but I, obviously he was in loan, so we knew we, we, we kind of knew they were not He wasn't going to stay long term, but he stayed with us for two seasons. But mm-hmm. in terms of his senior members of the squad, that's four right away, right off the bat. So you're going to hurt yourself, right? And his first signing was with Kyogo. Nobody knew him. Right out of left field. And we, we spoke to Ada. I don't know if you've seen it, mate. It's back in the archives of this channel um, on the playlist. But um, we spoke to a Japanese journalist, a guy called Dan Osborne. Yeah. Um, it was Ryan that spoke to him. And he told us, you know, the Kyogo one was right, right out of the blue, even in Japan. So it was they, they all thought it was Maeda. He was going to go first straight away. And apparently we found out little after that that it was Maeda. He was wanting to turn him, but Maeda decided they were trying to go for the title and Maeda decided to show his loyalty and he stayed to the January Windy, which would have meant it was the end of their season sort of thing. Oh, yeah. um, but they were all shocked. The Kyogo thing came right out of blue in Japan and it shocked everybody. And obviously he was a he was well loved at Visla Kobe. So when he signed and then he came in, I think he played, what was it, five minutes, if you're lucky, at Tynecastle. And I remember right. reading people saying he was too wee, and he was lightweight, and he was this, and he was that. And I'd never heard the biggest load of nonsense in all my life. And I think Carol Starfelt was flung straight into the team then as well, um, because of the, you know, the requirements of the first team, and we were really, really struggling for bodies. But Jason, what was your overall thoughts when all that was going on at the time? Because I know there was a wee bit of me kind of going... <sighs> Here we go, man. This isn't he's just going to, and then we get beat that first night of the season. It's it was a Saturday night, and we played at Tynecastle, and we ended up getting beat to one. And we're like, oh no, here we go. We're playing catch up already. What was your mm-hmm. thoughts on that, big man? I think it was it was the same with everybody else. I was like, ah, this isn't going to go the way that we want this to go. And I think because we were, because we were playing catch up dead early on, you had that like. If he loses, and my, I was like that. If he loses another cut of game, and cut of away games here, he might, he might be off. Um, but you know, as as you were saying, you you look at how it. Ange came in very, very late, considering because we, I think everybody, even Celtic, thought they were getting Eddie how they didn't get him. So he had to come in and he had to do his business very quickly. Do you know what I mean? That's why he got Kyogo and he got Starfield, and I don't think. It, Kyogo, as you say, get judged too quick. Do you know what I mean? Because he come on against, he get, I think he, I think we get into the isolation that morning and put on the squad that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that felt actually had to isolate. Aye, big style. So I think it was probably, but I could see, but I could see, but I could see, but what he was trying to do, I could see what he was trying to build and the philosophy that he was trying to do, but. I didn't know if he was going to get the right amount of time to, to, to actually f- to do what he was going to do. Um, mm. And I think because because we did lose at Hearts. And by the way, see, thinking back, I don't think we played that bad in that game, if I'm being honest. We were just, we didn't have the squad to, to deal with that. But that do you know what I mean? Cause it, we, we... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think, was it, was it no Dane Murray? Was it centre-half? I was Beaton and Staff no, was centre-half. It was Dane Murray, yeah. And Big Beaton, I think it was, it played, uh, they definitely played the Champions League qualifier. Do you know what I mean? So you've got a boy there that, but 17-18, playing in the Champions League qualifier. Um, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't, if I wasn't worried, because I, I was. It was like, I remember my dad, I'm like, we, we kind of go through another season of this. I think because of the season before as well, it just came so out the blue with how, with how bad we, we literally became bad overnight with that, I think. Because we were, before the COVID and all that happened, we were, we were ready to destroy them at Ibrox. I don't care what anybody says, but we're going to batter them. Um, but oh, I, yeah, that's right. And then the league stopped, didn't it? And then that's what that, that, and then, saying Gerard sort of job was saved at the time, on it like COVID. I'll stand him. by that. I'll stand. I'll stand by that. The day that I die, by the way, COVID saved his job hundred percent because they gave me half a commando that night, and they well, were back. Was, was it no? But it was either Hamilton or Kilmarnock. It was Hamilton because we drove a Livingston member. It was a man, Mikey Johnson, got injured and Lennon sort of went like that as if gaff. But he swore on the member. Oh, I know, but mm-hmm. it was, it was, it's been made into a jiff now and it's kind of been made funny now. Like People use it in videos and stuff and it's pretty funny. Um, I was... I was, but I was, I was worried, I, because I... I it was just like we can't this can't happen again and then we went to Ibrooks again. I don't think we played that bad in that game again. But it we we lost that and it was that we couldn't it was we hadn't won away from home in a certain amount of games or something because we, we, we continued for the season before and we hadn't won away from home in like eight or nine or seven or eight games or something like that. So it was no it was we couldn't have been away from home. Because um, the last game in the the, the the season before that obviously we didn't win the ten. We drew, we drew with Dundee United, nothing each. Tanadice. Did I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, aye. I, I was starting, I was like, uh, he's only got a couple more games, but since that, then, then he, he draws that game and the rest, it just, I think that game, it just clicked into place. And it's just, mm-hmm. the rest has been history, man. But I was I was worried and concerned, I, I, would, I think any normal Celtic fan would have been. Was it not the Aberdeen game at Petodre? The one Adam Montgomery cut it back to Jota and Jota scored the winner and we won 2 1. Was it not that game that kind of kicked us into gear that season? Last season? I think so, aye. Aye. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I know you'd mentioned a 2 a two all draw, but what was that you were saying there? And, but was it, I, I thought it was the Aberdeen game that sort of kick started as a wee bit and then we went on a run. After that, did we know? Last season was a world one, guys. Actually. I know he's are looking. He's are looking at me like I've got three heads here. I know because <laughs> last, oh, last, right. last season was monumental, and the way he turned it round and t- 
to to David he done in so quick succession was just was just nothing short of a miracle, in my opinion. Um, but that's what I was saying. I'm, though, I'm trying to think back to all the games that we had last season, and I do remember we can have it up. Once it started to go, we were all buzzing to get to the next game, the next game, and, it, and it's like ah, it's been like that all the way underhand so far. But just as you were saying there, just but I, I do think it was an Aber- I'm sure we beat Aberdeen at Pitodry, and that sort of kicked his own. After the old was Aberdeen not beating his one now, but it was one each or something. That, that's that's right because Montgomery did cut it back and Jota scored the eye. That's right. Like and then that's when it, it was Ross, was it? No, no, it wasn't. He. It was uh, Lewis Ferguson that scored a mad looking header. Remember, it sort of looked up and ended up getting into the net early, Tappy Joe Hart. Um, just missed the underside of the bar and went in. We've done it a few times, Tabardine. That's how it's hard to remember what man it is. No, I know, I know. Um... <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm right, but I think that was the one that kind of broke the hoodoo. I can't win away games, and then we've done that. Putting a fucking, we're putting a a fighting performance away from home that, that's got as a victory, mm-hmm. and then for then it seems to kind of relax as you know into all these other away games. And as you say, it's like you just after that you just went to the next game, the next game, then international football would come up and you'd sit there depressed for ten days, going, I just, I just want to say like, to be playing and no stopping, and mm-hmm. no stopping. Even, even cup games and stuff. I was there, man. Cup games, man. I just wanted to keep winning in the league all the time. Just kept breaking it up, man. It was well. That's what it was. It was like, and then you were gathering a bit of momentum, and then the next there was an international break coming, and you're like, oh come on, man! You were just we were just starting to build momentum, aren't you? And obviously, last season for a good bit, guys, we were always we were always chasing it as well. So we weren't there right up until the February, right up until last February, mm-hmm. we were chasing it. Um, that the so, one they wanted the game played in December? Because remember. But they changed the fixtures. Aye, that's COVID right. Aye, that's right. Because yeah. still a wee bit of COVID and stuff. Aye, it ended aye. up with any. They didn't have any fans on that night as well. Remember, because we played, <laughs> we played the first game at Ibrox with any fans as well. <laughs> obviously, that wasn't the issue. The issue was, and we still try to throw a squad together. And like Ada says, yeah, when you get that victory and you've had you've had to fight hard for it, and work hard for it, it shows a bit of character. A lot of new boys come together and it shows the character. Eh? They're all looking at one another after that, going, right, we can actually do this. Like, we can we can fight for one another and actually do this. And maybe go on a run here and put, because it wouldn't have took a, a brain surgeon to realise that there was humongous amounts of quality throughout that squad that he'd brought in through the two Wendy's. I mean, in the January Wendy, Adi Tatati, um, Maeda, Ida Gucci, and it's a shame it's happened to him. Obviously, it's no just no worked out for the boy and Matt O'Reilly. But everyone they, they came in and made the, the three boys, O'Reilly, Hattati, and Maeda, they all came in and made a difference right away and just went like that with the squad and boosted the squad. And you could hmm. see other players all starting to, all right, here, I need to up my game here or I'm going to end up with the team. So it ended up in competition for places. Greg Taylor is your prime example of that, eh? He just, the other players in the team just seem to make him hear that extra 10% and a wee bit of, a wee bit of competition where obviously Juranovic could play in the left and it was just that wee bit game, that wee push. It was kind of, kind of reminded me of Forrest when Paddy Roberts came in, just seemed to find that extra 10% and 
and he's yeah. just he's just rolling back, man. He's been phenomenal for us. Yeah, no, he's Alistair been different. Alistair. He's been different. That's why I call him Oxo because he's been different. Tony Alston, Tony Alston, or yes. not? By the way, who would have thought we would have been sitting in a podcast about Tony Alston still being at Celtic? If you'd say that to me, I think by January last year, he's had the most man of the matches for Celtic. Aye. And the squad, which is wild, considering how, how he played under Lennon. Aye, definitely. Before we go any far, can I have a couple of wee comments, guys? Uh, Kevin Saunders from the YouTube has said, Hail, hail, boys. Hail, hail, Kevin. Cheers for tuning in, mate. Hope you're well. And uh, Mr. Cliffers decided to join us with a wee comments. Not like him. Um, he said, Cheers, lads. This is fairly on. Eddie Howe would have been a top manager for us. And has every Scottish journalist and fans outside of Scotland, fearing best football I've ever seen. Aye, Ryan, I've, you know my thoughts here, mate. I've actually said this numerous times, if you anybody that's been watching the channel, I think this is the best Celtic team I've ever seen, um, for right. all different reasons. The, I'll ask you, right, okay then, I'll put this question to the two of you. Is this better than Mark Manuel's team? Is the team better? No. The team's no better. The style of football's better. It's much better to watch. Mm-hmm. But Martin and his team would still, would still beat this team. Make me do, make Certainly me do a lot fitter, a lot faster, a lot quicker, a lot more. There's a lot more energy about the team. There's more legs in this current Celtic team than what there was. You know, you're not telling me now that Hattati's not going to outrun Paul Lambert. Come on. I know Paul <laughs> Lambert was different class and he was probably world class at one point. We played with Dortmund, won the Champions League and then we signed him the season after. But... He's Paul Lambert under Martin O'Neill was getting slower, so Hatati's yeah. outrunning him all day long. In my opinion, if you're going back to play that team, like Ada was saying earlier, he thinks that team quality. You'd be, you're talking about Larson, Lubo, Big Sutton, Big Hartson. What a strike force that was! Um, Petrov, unbelievable, Lobo, again, but. Ricky Ogo's running through his legs and running by him. He's probably going to create more... He's going to get more fouls off the big man. Mialbe, Valharan, Yulrik Lawson. Uh, I think the other boys that played for Martin O'Neill. Stefan Honchos. Um, I think Stefan Honchos, aye. Ramon Vega. Um, yeah. Ramon Vega came came as a, a one season. He was, he was raised for the season and won the treble. Scored, even a Hulk, was he scored a hat trick in his debut. Uh-huh. Uh, so he scored Vega. He scored a hat trick in his debut against Aberdeen. Park it. But that's that's for me. Like Ada says, only I is the best Celtic team I've seen. Even uh, Rogers he, or just, oh, they, that Celtic team with, with Ragdoll Rogers' team, mate. But I couldn't uh, but Rod, but Rogers went the full. I mean, right, fair enough. Right, I think I think the 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 Rangers team now is more competitive than when it, when it was that, again. The team, every team in the league right now is a no every team, but I'd say the likes of your your Hearts, your Livies, the teams like that are all better than what they were when Rogers was here. The, the mm. competitions that wee bit more. Um, this 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 team would, would beat Rogers team no no bother but it would be hard fought but just much better I think if you watch you watch the team then and it's something Celtic have struggled today even under Rogers 
as Brett teams doing when they're sitting with ten men behind the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when you watch this team now, you just know it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. They're, they're going to break them down because it's they're just they're just so quick, they're so gelled together. They know where everybody is without even looking. It's and that's how you're the whole we'll never stop thing. You just know that like, something's mm-hmm. coming, even if it's in the last minute, ninety fourth minute, ninety fifth minute. Something's going to come. Where other people like it or not, it's it's going to happen. I think Adon, I, I checked the start. Must have been back in November. It's something like Celtic with late goals just for this season have, have gained twelve points. That's unbelievable. After the eighth minute, mm-hmm. yeah. Compare that to the the team below us. They've gained one point from games in the, in the last and after eighty minutes. Who was that? With Aberdeen. Wasn't Aberdeen? No, Team Below's Team Below's right now, I mean. Huns. Oh right, okay. <laughs> um. um so that's that's how we've done this year already. Just up to October, twelve points gained from last minute goals. Well, no last minute goals, but late goals from the eighth minute onwards. Aye. Well, that's the thing. I mean it's it's uh, the what are you saying here, Jason? The total, the, this, this team's got a lot of firepower. It's got a lot more um, firepower, a lot more answers, a lot more to break down a, a team with 10 men. Um, with 10 men behind the ball, I mean. Um, but I think this team's well-drilled. And because of the way they play, they play invertedly. They play with the rotations that they play in, with the... Inverted wingers, inverted fullbacks. The other team that's marking you, where's he gone? Oh, he's going up there, right? Who's going to get him, man? They're all, they're all, they're all arguing with each other, right? That's your man, no, that was your man there. He's ran for there and he's came there, and you can see it. I'm at Celtic Park and you can see it. They're all standing, all watching, and they're all standing arguing and pointing fingers. No, he was your man, he was your man, he was your man. Um, it's phenomenal to watch, and just the, the, the total flow of the team and the chemistry of them all is unbelievable under this manager, which is obviously Hans Postacoglu. And that's the way he's the Doys teams playing. It's not just Celtic. Brisbane no played like us. Maybe no, maybe no, maybe no to the extent of the way we can play because we've probably got a better calibre of player in the squad that, than what he had at Brisbane Moor. Mm. But certainly all his teams, even his Australian national team, etc., they all played this way. They all played this easy on the eye type of football. And uh, it, it's Jason, it's absolutely phenomenal to watch, mate. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my lifetime, I, I obviously remember Martin O'Neill, um, but. Once Rogers came in, I was like, this is it. This is just treble, treble. Do you know what I mean? Winning everything. Um, but <laughs> everything about Ange and the way that he's built this team is just, it, it gets my attention every time. The way that he conducts himself. I don't know if you've seen that video I shared this morning, JP, about it. Probably seen it. Maybe seen it on Oida. It's like, it goes through it's only on, it's like five minutes long but it's like it goes through like I'm in, in dressing rooms and all that 
Is that with the Australian national team? Aye, mate. Mm. Wow, unbelievable, man. But just how when he's talking, they're all just like, aye, yep, totally get it. Un- unbelievable, and how it's how he manages to keep that manager player sort of respect and distance there. And see as well, right? But another thing that I, people, a lot of people, probably, I don't know if they notice it, but some of them spoke about. How does he keep all these players happy? Even the ones that are only playing every week, they all seem to be happy. How do you do that? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think because... it's a, a strong bond I've got, and it's obviously a, a promise for a manager. About he, he talks, he talks at length, and you hear him talking in his interviews. The coaches, if he's interviewing John Kennedy or Harry Kill. They talk at length about it, and it's like they talk about the the way they train. So the guys that even on the plane need to train like Trojans, so that they're ready. Because football is a very very funny game, guys. Because you could be third choice, and before you know it, something happens to a couple of the boys, and bump, there we go, and you're back in. Now, me and Ryan have spoke about this. Like James Forrest, he's probably now becoming much. Much many a bit part player now for the squad. A bit of an older heat, brilliant with the squad, brilliant to have around the dressing room. But he's probably going to be limited in terms of games because Jota, Abada, Maeda, maybe even Haksabanovic, I would, I would imagine they're all going to be ahead of him now because of how good they are. It's nothing to do with James Forrest's ability. It's just right now in their careers, these guys are younger, fresher, they've got a lot more energy. And Forrest is obviously he's had his he's had his uh, his array of injuries through the years, and it's kind of caught up with him a wee bit. And he's maybe not as fast or sharp as what he's been. Not saying he's a bad player. I just think these guys are maybe going to get maybe a look in, Jace. So in terms of keeping people happy, mate, you keep them happy because you, you say to them, right, we need to train, we do this, we do that, but you're obviously going to get your opportunity. No. Nobody's guaranteed a game on the team, right? Well, obviously, we know we, we could all sit here and surmise what our first 11 is going to be under hands because we've seen them pick similar formations yeah. and similar and give out similar team lines. So, mm-hmm. um, it's no, it's not about keeping everybody happy, it's about keeping, keeping it all fresh. It must have got to have something to do with the training, Jason. It's got to have me. Aye, no, I think so at all. Training at all, but I think, I think I know it comes into respect, doesn't it? I think it's, it's similar to when you hear players, I know that I'm comparing the to them, but ex-players talking about Jock Steen. It was no matter who you won the team, what you done in the team, you just had respect for the guy at the top. Whether you wanted away, whether you won the, want to beat Celtic, want to be, you still... Everybody still respected Big Jock. And I I think, just for the way he carries himself, I think it's very much the same within Celtic Park. Um, that everybody in that building, for the tea lady, right through to your best players in the team, all just respect him for for who he is. And I think he's, he's one of these people who's brutally honest with you. He's, for instance, you've got your Idiguchis and he's turned around saying, look, you're... You're not going to get your chance yet. Go to keep training, go to keep training. Maybe you'll get a chance. Fucking hell, just don't tap minds about it. Um, and their understanding is, 
if I keep trying, I'll get there. If no, this has been the best place for me because I've learned the discipline, I've learned the respect, the training's been through the roof, and they can go into bigger and better things and offer themselves. And I think that's made clear to them for the get go. Aye, definitely. I think also when you hear their interviews when the players are coming, the their pressers, etc., and their media, uh, when they've got to their media commitments, etc., you see them talking to the media and they say, like, um, so did Dan speak to you? Aye. And nearly every one of them, I've heard them say, within a couple of minutes of speaking to the manager, I wanted to sign for the club. Matt Riley said that. Um, he said, within a couple of minutes, he said I was sold on this club. Um, and there's nothing else here. The, 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 the deal was done and he was here. Um, the Japanese boys, I think they've all known him for obviously Japan and he's 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 well um, well respected in Japan, obviously for what he achieved. I mean, by the way, that isn't the average either. You're a foreigner going into Japan. You don't even speak a lingo. You've got interpreters and everything in the dressing room, and you still manage to put that team, get them through a training, and get them out of line of winning a trophy. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't care what league you where it is. That is unbelievable. That's, you've got to have big cojones, man, today, today with some of the things that he's done, especially but coming himself, guys, without JP approaching stuff. No, of course he does, but he every manager does, Jason. He's not, probably not the only one. But there's belief in them, there's belief. But then, uh, we're looking, we're looking, either or not, Eddie Howe obviously didn't back himself because he never took the opportunity to come here. And that, that day, I, I still, to this day, think Eddie will regret that further down the line. I think he will regret yeah. his decision and no being able to come up and experience um what it's like to be to be Celtic manager. I think that's probably down the road, he probably isn't trivial to unless he's a Celtic fan, which I doubt, but unless he knows a lot about Scottish football and he probably doesn't realise how big Celtic are. And he wouldn't have known that until he took the job. Jink he was close to taking it. Aye. We know, we know right. he was close to taking it. We know he was close to the job was his. It was Sam said no. Everything had been done, and uh, the deal just didn't happen because Eddie didn't. Apparently, what was happening was his coaches weren't able to come him at that precise moment in time. There was one or two guys that couldn't couldn't make make a move, and Eddie just right away for a spanner. And Eddie said, and Eddie just turned around and says, nah. What I don't like about it is what you touched on earlier, Ada. It just stumbled on far too long, in my opinion. And Aye. That, like that, that uh, current board, who well, current board, they're all, they've all been there, but the guys who were running the show then just didn't act fast enough, in my opinion. But I mean, we'll touch on that in a minute or two. That's what I'm going on to next. Talk about being my, my, my opinion has always been if you need to think long and hard about coming to Selic, then don't come to Selic. Simple yeah, as that. It should be. It's, it's an automatic decision. Are you coming? Yeah. I or no? Simple as that. If you need to take a month or two to think about it, then it's all right. There's yeah, plenty of other options. Ada Ange, he said that though. He sort of said that, touched on it. He was like that. If I speak to you and you say you don't know about it, then you're not playing for me. You're not coming to this club. And I, I, I totally agree with that. I agree with Ada's just said that. I think that's totally spot on. Well, the thing is, he has says that he'll no sell Celtic to anybody. And I, I, I back up with that as well. Why should he? If a club oh, yeah. was Celtic, 
But you, you, you go. You go. In my opinion. But then I'm just saying that because we're Celtic, man. Obviously, it's easy to say that as a Celtic fan, but if, if Celtic come to you, if your decision isn't automatically aye, then let it be a no, because we're, we're no wee minnows, we're a, we're a, a big club. Maybe, maybe on the European stage of being what a big club is now, but mm-hmm. for what we are, what our fans are, what we can do, we are a massive, massive club. And if your automatic answer isn't aye, then just have it as an on, go on your way and go and play who for whoever you want to play for. Mm. If Celtic isn't your number one option when you're asked, then see you later. No, definitely, and I think that's that's been very evident in the way he's went about his business. I'll come to you with this one, Jason. Um, in terms of Ange and his recruitment, mm. um, uh, I know at the beginning when we had Dominic Mackay in with him and Dominic Mackay spoke to the fans in the fan media and he mentioned about modernising the club. And he hit home yet about three or four times in that whole interview. Um, so he was obviously big on trying to modernise the club. The way Ange goes about transfers, in my opinion, guys, is totally night and day for the way the club has been run. Let's just say for talking sake, go back to Brendan Rodgers, right? Totally night and day. I mean, guys like Jack Kendry only being signed anywhere. Listen, that's no disrespect to Jack Kendry. I know Jack Kendry's played his international team, and but he just he could not perform at Celtic and what was required to be a Celtic player. Now, whether well, that was the pressure, pressure Celtic, well, that's it. But, but that's it. Is it? Not? Is, is it? Oh, just you're only international scene, mate. So what well, against guys like Mbappe and? I've, 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 I don't know. Playing for Scotland doesn't life or death, mate. Celtic is. Depends who you're playing against. What if you're playing the old enemy? Well, then I would aye. That's, uh, that's different, but, isn't it? but you're that's not. That's what I'm bit, saying, but you've still got to give your all, regardless of... But you don't need to win every game with Scotland, but Celtic, you need to win every... You, mm-hmm. you can't... You need to win every game. You must win. Jack's proved a few wrong. I mean, he's been away and he's, he, he's not a bad career. He's ended up with Club Brews and he's played in the Champions League and he's done a few things. But out with that, at the time, he just, in my opinion, he was a project signing. So he Aye. came in and he wasn't able to do it when he was required to do it. Another one was Marvin Comper. Now, he was Scarlet Pimper. I've never seen him. But he certainly, <laughs> he certainly turned up for Trophy Day because he was he paraded all sorts of trophies as well. Um, I think he's the only player never to kick a ball for Celtic to win about five trophies. <laughs> one appearance. It's, it's phenomenal. Uh, he made one appearance, didn't he, against... Uh, you know, Martin. Martin in the cup, so it was. Um, but the... You're, you're looking at the... You, you know, Ryan's a big hit about this one as well, about mismanagement for the above and things that weren't happening properly. I mean, Rogers wasn't allowed to properly bring in his own players. We've seen that. Um, his last transfer window, he got Timo Weir, Ollie Burke and Jeremy Tolian all in and loan. Ollie Burke, um, Ollie Burke would never be wearing any football team tap, never mind a select tap. No, no. He's red rotten, by the way. But it's, it's, that was his transfer window then. And obviously prior to that, he had brought in guys like Charlie Masonder. 
Now, Charlie Mishonda was supposed to be a snitch big thing coming up for Chelsea. And he came with a big pedigree and he came with a big reputation. He also came with a big kid as well. And I think that was part and parcel as to why he couldn't perform at Celtic's level either. But he started well. I mean, you see him when he set up McGregor's goal that night when we beat Zenit at Celtic Aye. Park. Um, and we all thought to ourselves, right, here we go. And then when we only played Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, he dyed his hair blonde. I think that was the best thing he'd done because he, couldn't, he just could not, he couldn't perform as a footballer. Look, what are you doing? But Jace, in terms of yourself, mate, in my opinion, this Celtic team, again, the way it's been run, the way things are done so far ahead, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're nearly fainting now. I don't even have my Christmas tree done and we brought in three signings in the January Monday. <laughs> so that's how far ahead we are now. Last year it was Aye. Hogman A when he announced the three Japanese guys. So that, 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 that was when they were trying to get it. We're at a point now where we're so proactive now, and that's down to the manager. Now, what comes after that is if the whole trust for the upstairs. Previously, you look at Delia, he didn't have that. He wasn't even allowed to bring in his own coaching team. He got hot with John Collins, whether he wanted to or not. Don't tell me right now. I, I do not know, but I know you're laughing. Do not tell me right now that Ronnie Delia knew who John Collins was. Or he, if he did, he knew him, he knew him as a player. So there's no one person... To going to tell me or convince me that John Collins was the number one choice for Ronnie Delia to be his number two. JP, but see with Delia, but I don't actually think he done that bad. No, he didn't, but he was the start of the, the modernising in terms of training. Mm-hmm. Right. Aye. Because he no, came he in didn't. and he was like that. He came in and he said that their diet and everything was deplorable and he binned a lot, remember? Yeah, that's right. He laid the cornerstone of how we train the day and how the dietary requirements are and the training is and he brought in all these sports scientists and fitness coaches and everything. He was the one who started it all, Danny. And then Lennon came in and sort of pissed that back up against the wall like it did before Dealer was here. Well, that's it. And if, again, you look at Dealer, he brought in, he gave Tierney his opportunity. He actually gave Callum McGregor his opportunity. Um, before that, Callum was loaned out to Notch County. By Neil Lennon. So, Aye. but in terms of transfers, Jason, in my opinion, mate, I just think we're being so proactive, so careful, and probably really, really aggressive right now in terms of the way we're going about our business. I don't know about yourself, mate. No, I would agree. I can count in one horn ones that haven't worked, and so far it's only really been either Gucci. But I would say it's only man that probably no worked. Probably Abogard, and as it turns out, maybe Abogard, no Yams as well. Abogard, aye. Um, but I think, as you're saying, there's a lot of trust there. He goes in. And runs a full show, by the way. Mm-hmm. He goes in and he goes, we need this, we need that, we need that. That's who I want. That's who we'll get. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want, he said, he doesn't want projects. And he proved that when he went out and he signed Joe Hart. Because he bought that week, he signed Joe Hart for. He's like, well, Played in the Champions League, he's won a, he's won a, he's won the Premier League, an international mm. goalkeeper, played at World Cups. I dog. think Joe Hart was an important signing for us, just just based on 100%, the fact that he came at a time mm-hmm. where we needed experience in the squad. Mm-hmm. I like Joe Hart, by the way. I do. Mm-hmm. It just it just it gives my heart attack when he's got a body he's fit right enough. But aye, that was why you know. But you can't. Andrews. Recruitment isn't up for any question. It's no mm-hmm. luck. It's no because he's got a big 
budget and all that. He tapped into a market that he knows very well. Fair play to him. And he, he knows what, what, the, what the player can do and he knows if the player's going to fit into his style or if he's going to fit into the club. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and he goes, right, that's it. That's, what, that's how much they're working, right? That's fine. That's what, that's, what, that's what we'll pay. That's it. There you go. And then, and then in, the, in the same breath, though, if you don't want to be here, that's fine. You'll not be here. Because you've seen how quick with, with, with Yakimakis, Postacoglu wiped his hands with that very quickly and went, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, that's it's, it's done now. I went and got somebody else. Mm-hmm. Same with Iranovic, you went to go Johnston. Mate, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I've never seen I've never seen us conduct ourselves so good because we used to always get slagged about how lax it is going, how clumsy and how slow we were in a transfer window. Mm-hmm. And then you would in the last day you'd be making five and six and seven signings of, of nonsense. What and Sved and all that and Willow Flood. Willow Flood. By the way, Ada, just as you said, Tommy, um we we actually should have signed Stephen Fletcher that one day to receive the help as with a striker. And obviously at the time Stephen was he was in a good bit of form with Hibs, etc. And uh, the Celtic board never sanctioned the deal for striking him. We ended up signing Mullen Flood. And I, I actually don't think to this day he ever got a jersey for him. I don't even remember <laughs> I, I, I don't actually think, think, think jersey fit him, do you? No, I don't think his jersey <laughs> fitted him, mate. I think he, no, he looked like he looked like one of the mascots getting a game with the team. <laughs> the reason, the reason was, see, but the see, the <laughs> See what we're saying about Rogers and Andrews, right? Rogers signed some nonsense. He signed right. some utter nonsense. Did we think that was down to Lee Congerton, though? Because surely that recruitment process has got to have well, a I... It's got to be, man, isn't it? Five, five million pounds for Valley's Barkas. Just, just simply based off of the fact of what Rogers done at Liverpool. At Liverpool, we never had any any say in the signings. It was all done with a they had this group of people. That, uh-huh. I can't remember what the name was they called it. But that the was football the monitoring board or something they were called, wasn't it? Oh, it was somewhat higher. Transfer right. monitoring board or something. And they decided who he was bringing in. So I, I'm th- I think he was quite happy to be hands off with who they brought in. As long as they were of a certain calibre. And if he can work with them, he can work with them. If no, then they'll just go and train and do nothing and be a waste of money. Ryan actually makes a good point here in the comments. Um, he's commented on from the... Oh, hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ryan says, Rogers wanted Justin Justin and Castagna for us. He signed them now for Leicester. He actually made a good point a second ago regarding your man you were talking about there, Jace. Neil Lennon actually wanted Joe Hart and the board says no because he had no sell-on value. Which, in my opinion, was just absolutely. He came himself, he didn't know him, he wasn't allowed to socialise with him, he was stuck in his hotel room, 
was all down to right, me. It was either. It was either. You look going look, go, uh, what all I can say is just go and watch them for you, Trip. And they can't and they've that. already they've already says that they can't sign him because he's gonna cost too much money. Right, okay then. JPC coming back and coming getting into the Celtic team. I wouldn't say no, mate. I wouldn't I would never rule anything like that out, mate. I'll actually here's because, one for you. I wouldn't rule out Mikey Johnson coming back and playing for Celtic. I will. I was yeah, well, speaking this, about the This is right? the hang though, of it. Is Ange hasn't given them any option to buy. So does that on mean base, then that he's for deals? Does that does that then tell you that he knows that there's a player in there who just said need to go and find their confidence again well, and he'll take them back? Mikey said he said he was interviewed by the Portuguese and the media and, he, and they asked him about staying and he said there's not an option for me to stay. He said my future lies at Celtic. I've been told by a Celtic manager I'm going back there to, to play. That's what he says. I sent it to Ryan and Ryan couldn't believe it. He was, what the hell? But... That's what he's told, and obviously I'm in Andrew's spot before he's been out and loan. And I, listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised with Barkas, I really wouldn't. Because he's now playing football regularly every week, and all it takes is one or two things to get back in his head, and then he comes back and he's he's a ready-made player. Let's face it, lads, Joe Hart's getting a wee bit older. I'm not saying Joe Hart's all of a sudden he's going to become a daddy or he's, he's not going to be able to do it, but what I'm saying is, is Joe Hart's going to, he's going to get to a point where... You know, it's getting harder for him, especially training, etc., which is required. But what age is Joe Hart? 35, 36? 36. He's still got maybe another five years in him, at least. Joe will probably not agree with that right enough. He'll probably tell you different. But in terms of Joe Hart himself, I, I just think if we want to progress, the way Andrew's talking and we want to move on and might. The people are all going to probably start writing on the comments here. You're not going to progress with Barkas. Let's not be too hasty. Like I say, we signed Barkas at a time in the club, couldn't he? With the players were stuck. They weren't allowed to socialise. They to, they, they to get ready separately and everything at the training ground. They weren't allowed to be close to one another. If they spoke to one another, it was fair distance. When you finished, you were home and in a hotel. I'm not allowed to see him, but... So that's what happened to him. Massively, like, I think you look back and what Petrov when Petrov came to the club and he was terrible, man. Terrible. He didn't really speak English, so the language barrier was, was all out of place and he just couldn't get gone. His confidence was shot. And Neil came in, he'd obviously learned a wee bit of English, he'd had a word with him, gained his confidence, boom, Petrov was phenomenal. And that's all it takes, man. We're no, we're no signing back ass. We signed Barkas and his stats were unreal before he came to Celtic. You don't just come and lose that, especially at a young age. Hey, Dad, do you remember the saves Barkas pulled off against us for AK Athens that more or less kept him on the tie at Celtic Park? Uh -huh. he, was one of the, he, was, he was one of the man in the match for, for AK Athens, that night. That's not just something you lose, and it's not just something you gain at night. So you don't gain it at night, you're not losing it at night. Simple as that. See that he might, but Barkas might. Want to be like that now? Well, I want to go back here and prove to them that I can play at that level. Not mean. But that's what I'm saying. Mate. But see your full, see the majority of your support. They've just wrote the guy off. They've just been like, "No, murder. That's that. He's, he's uh, crap." Now we paid five million for him because they thought it was an investment. He's a young enough goalkeeper. I think he's all about 26, 27. He was young enough. 
By the way, what I will say is, is I don't know if you remember a game when Kyogo popped his hamstring up at St. Johnson. You see that game? The nine, 90% of your chances came for him being able to play out for the back fast. Because if he's good with the ball, his feet, he's good at playing that uh-huh. playing out for the back. He's an Ange player, but he's an Ange player. But that's what I'm saying, uh-huh. Jason. But see when he trains for then. Greece. See when he trains for Greece, either. He plays at left back in training, mate, when they do their training goals. Aye, aye, aye. He started off his career as a midfielder, I'm sure. I'm not sure if it was a I'm sure it was a centre mid he started off as so he knows how to he knows how to hold about his feet, he knows how he can throw it. He's that's the type of player you want in the hand system. If only he could gain that wee bit of confidence to get back to holding a ball in his horns and but, but it's the fact that he signed that he signed the the what's that other the old Dundee United keeper? Seagrist. do you know what I mean? I think he would. I, I I do think he'll get his time. I know, Jason. I think he'll get a chance. Listen, Ange isn't going to bring a man and just waste him on. He was getting a game every week with Dundee United. So as Ada says earlier on the pod here, these guys would have been on some sort of word for for the manager to say, look, you will get a chance. You will get your opportunity. You just need to train and work hard. You can't just come in and we don't forget us. We won a cup double last season. We we won a league and cup double last season, a domestic double. So. That all came for Joe Hart and what Joe Hart done for his last season as well and the saves he was pulling off. I mean, you remember the double save he pulled off in Leverkusen? Aye. Aye. <laughs> the guy's an exceptional goalkeeper. And that's just, I've gave you one example in many that he said we us a Look at the He pulled a crack and save off at Ibrox, I know. Put it under the post for Kent. Is that the one we beat him 2-1? No, there. I know, there. Aye, but he's been phenomenal for this man. He, but Hart's always been known as a shortstopper. He's that's what he's brilliant at. It's just that getting his getting the ball at his feet and and playing it out and just he's never played that way. It's more the way he's ever played football. So to come into that system, it's it's going to be hard, especially at his age. It's he's been used to playing a certain way his whole career. You can't shoot him for that. Still makes me panic. Like, like maybe business, not I mean. The same as it was the same as Craig Gordon and Albert, right? Remember when Rodgers came in, it was he'll no play him, and he signed that he signed that De Vries, and he got fucking nah. he, he got locked. he he got fucking chipped for the halfway line. Remember? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was him fucking we got him out. And then God, that was it. Gordon was that was him. Right for then, for then on, what a goalkeeper Craig Gordon was. That was the biggest. Oh, that was the biggest thing that Lennon. What Lennon doing was when Lennon let him go. I knew that would have come back to haunt us. Aye. A couple of I comments coming in about Joe Hart that we were just chatting about, and then we'll move on to the last wee bit of the show. Um, Craig Porter's joined us tonight, and he says, Craig, cheers for joining us, mate. He says, Hart already making mistakes. Um, Craig, what I will say to that is, mate, Manuel Neuer makes mistakes, mate, and he was touted as one of the best goals in the world and the best things in sliced breed and all that long ago, mate. You can't have this flawless game every week. There is no way a goalkeeper's not going to make mistakes, especially this modern football that they're all playing, all the teams are trying to play. There isn't many teams that actually... Celtic have just won, or no win, but we've went an 18-game domestic run without losing. But even in all eight games, everybody makes mistakes. That's just how it goes. Hatati Hata the other week, when we conceded and they gave the ball away, and Hatati makes mistakes. They're still not going to no pick Hatati, are you? He's, or replace no. him. 
And by the way, people were actually blaming Hart for no saving that Drew, Drew Wright shot, which was a brilliant See the thing is, I know, but right, we've all, we've, all, we've all played football to some kind of level, right? I still do, right? But, well, I try to anyway. But, you see, when you're playing a game of football, how many mistakes when you're actually, when you were playing, did you make? You're, you're ready to play oh. the pass and you're, you're no playing the pass the right way, you've misfined a tackle and all that. You, Listen, see, if you, see if we go through it with a fine tooth comb. Every player in every game makes some sort of mistake. Whether yeah. it be their position rang at that moment or they've mistimed that challenge or they've mistimed that heater. And see the way football's ran now, lads, and all the, the guys that are watching us, you, um, you'll, you'll know that everything's all down to stats now. Even when mm-hmm. they recruit players now, when they, it's no, it's no these old guys with a bonnet, with a pipe, go sitting in a stall and watching players and marking something down in a bit of paper. That you, that's far and few between now. It's all these new setups online and um, it's all as data that they receive and the data is all these numbers in terms of players and the performance levels and this and that. And by the way, we were talking to no long ago, Ada, we were talking to uh, Tommy Burns' son, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, I, I me and Ryan, me and Ryan chatting with him, and he actually told us that Matt O'Reilly, um, before Celtic signed him, four stats and everything was number two in the UK in his position. MK Dons, MK Dons, and he was number two. And the only <laughs> thing, you know, by the way, we hear this. The only thing that stopped Pep Guardiola signing him was the fact that he didn't think he had the legs. So he signed Phillips instead. So he signed Calvin Phillips. <laughs> you better a Phillips screwdriver. Um, <laughs> but honestly, number two in the whole of the UK. That's bonkers, man. In terms of numbers at that time, in his position. But there's another band, but see Matt O'Reilly. I had I had never heard of him until he signed him, and I was like, "Who is he? What a player, man!" I'm the same. Uh, again, right? See, this season with Matt O'Reilly, people are saying, I even half of oil and all that. People forget the job he done when McGregor was injured. See that? He played a game in Europe. We spoke about this. He, he, he played a game in Europe and he was outstanding. It was a uh, Shakhtar the next game at Celtic Park. Aye. He was phenomenal. The one each game. But obviously. Yeah, I guess see, see the same people that say about him when after Boyle. See that. The other week, yeah, when he was on the bench, as soon as he's on the bench, everybody's like, ah, get a rally on, get a rally on, Bill. You can't have it both ways. He's either, he's either making an impact uh-huh. or he's not. Definitely. But that brings us to the last wee bit of the show. Uh, I'll give us one to you, Ada. Um, in terms of Ange and stuff, and obviously we've, we've seen rumours of him being linked to the league's job, and we all laughed at that. and now it looks like a, a right comical show because it looks like they're going to struggle to get a manager. They've just announced the guy's a caretaker now is going to run things, I think, for the is it the remainder of the season now. So, um, Jesse Marshall, is no, he's not. The talks of that broke down an hour tonight before we yeah. came on. Uh, there was an announcement yeah. earlier. Yep, his talks, his talks are broke down for that. So, um, but in terms of big and Selick moving forward, mate. What's your aspirations and what, what do you think achievable going forward like the new? Achievable going forward the new, I think. We'll keep him this season. If we keep him next season, I, I think we're almost guaranteed 
eighth leagues. I think he wants to have, and I think he'll get a better run in Europe than what he's been getting. Try and get a couple of wins under his belt in the Champions League. Even if he drops into Europa League, doesn't matter. Just get a couple of wins in the Champions League and I think he'll be doing well. Domestic Cups, you're wanting at least one of them every year, if no both. Uh, but other than that, like, I don't see... That's, that's all you can really ask for a minute, really. But I think we'll get to the end of this season with him. I think lucky enough to get to the end of next season with him and I think that maybe it'll be when he starts to look elsewhere because he's not he's he's not a young guy he's going to want to make bigger moves pretty soon I think before he calls it quits nah, I would agree with that mate in terms of his own career I've got a wee uh, optimistic comment from San Fran Celtic good evening mate cheers for joining us and he says last 16 in the Champions League will do for me I'll do for his all, son, but unfortunately, mate, if you just looked at the campaign we've just went through, we struggled to score a lot of goals and we, we created a, enough chances to probably win the group. So I think, as Ada was saying there, a step up for us would probably win a couple of games and try and get some points on the board and slowly progress that way. Because if we manage to do that, in my opinion, guys, I think that'll build confidence and bleed confidence in the team. That not only can we go and compete at that level, that we can go and actually assert ourselves and 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 give teams a a fright. Um, but Jason, Ada, that brings us to the end of the night, lads. Um, thanks very much for taking the time, is and thank you everybody that's joined in. I'm sorry I've not been able to get through everybody's comments. There's just far too many to try and get through. Um, but anybody that's new to the channel, if you like the content. Don't hesitate to click the wee subscribe button on my channel because it helps us to bring content to you guys. It's totally free; doesn't cost any money. So don't be don't be put off by anything. If I click that, is it going to charge me money? No, it's not. It's not going to happen. If you don't know how to do it and it's asking you to set up an account, all you need to do is put in your email address and add in a wee password, and then that'll allow you just to click the wee bell. Basically, all it does for you guys is just gives you a wee notification to let you know the page is gone live. And uh, you get to see your big smiling faces um, because we're we're sitting here now and he does get his hoodie on. Jason's got his hoodie on. My heating's up full, by the way, because we're Good sitting night. and it's still minus nine in Glasgow. Um, still can't so, get out of this cold. Still got uh, it. You still got that man flu. Unbelievable. Aye. But as I say, guys, um, thank you very much for everybody that took the time with us tonight. And thank you to you too as well. Anybody that's wanting to have a wee chat, if you've got something on your mind or... You know, you're sitting there having a downer a day, a bad day. Don't hesitate to reach out. When on all social media platforms, I'll put up my Twitter name and my Twitter handle just now um, for anybody that, that fancies. Can, if you want to give us a wee message, you can message the page also. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Um, a couple of the boys have got different apps as well, but that's for a different time at night, that one. Um Definitely, but uh, no, as I say, don't sit in silence because it's murder and it doesn't get you anywhere. So please reach out if you need to chat. If you want to be chat about Celtic, because we've all got that in common as well, especially for all here. If you want to be chat about something else, please do not hesitate. Myself and Ryan are on, like I say, all the, all the social media. Ada's on TikTok, Jason's on every platform under the sun. Um, 
like I say, he's got other platforms as well that I can't disclose these. But um, but aye, no, it's been a total pleasure tonight, guys. Massive hail, hail, and we look forward to the weekend. I'll be back on Friday night, folks, as well. Uh, with a Friday night go rush show for you. So I will see you all then. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. See you later. Good on, cheers. That's where we are. The best on the planet. Unbelievable. I love that. It's what I love. First of all, before we, we go into Murrowville, just want to say about Greg Taylor, mate. That's why the boys call him Oxo, because he's absolutely different gravy. big milestone for, for the captain as well. Considering obviously where we were a wee while ago, didn't know who the captain was going to be. Um, a few is, including myself, wasn't sure about McGregor. I was kind of saying Julian and all that. and You weren't really sure how who was going to come in as manager to start off with and then who would be the captain. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously because, let's be fair, anybody who follows Scott Brown, it's always going to be a hard task to follow the way he was as a person, as a player and as a captain. Um, yep. not-